0: Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and f*** all tomfoolery with your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome, Degenerates, to the 43rd episode of the Degenerates Clubhouse, and being that we always fuck up our intros and talk over each other, I figured this one we would try to do it Mad Lib style. Oh no. Mondo, I need an adjective. Fart. That's a verb. I mean, wait, hold on. Uh, farty. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, oh my god! Well, welcome to this farty episode. <laughs> like, fuck. Wait, I can't even. I get this. This is. This was. I knew this was going to be unintentional comedy. Welcome to this farty episode of the Degenerates Clubhouse. Did you ever ha- did you ever do those Mad Libs? Uh, of course. Di- dude, those were the fucking best. You, 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 there was the like, uh, scholastic booksellers that would come and they would try to sell you real books. They were like, no, no, we want Mad Libs, motherfuckers. Fill them out with all your little friends. It was great. Yeah. I had a flashback. The first thing that we're going to do in this farty episode of the Degenerates Clubhouse <laughs> is a little bit of Degenerates news. Armando, what's our first story? Full Fact has released a story assuring people who fear microtechnology that getting a COVID-19 vaccine doesn't mean you can connect to Bluetooth. That's only possible with the designer vaccine antibodies by Dre. I mean, he is a doctor after all. An anti-vaxxer who died of COVID-19 said, quote, history has told us any new product that ever comes on the market is always full of problems. But I don't know about that. I thought the first generation of Xbox was pretty great although Bill Gates definitely put microchips in it. Hold on, the first-gen Xbox did the red rings of death, you liar. Mine didn't. It was fucking awesome. Mine did. A 224-pound Russian woman faces charges for sitting on her husband and strangling him to death with her massive buttocks during a drunken dispute. Coroners have determined that the cause of death was... Asphyxiation. <laughs> Get it? As? You, you like that one. <laughs> I knew I knew you would like that one. That's why I give it to you. <laughs> Eight red wolves released into the wild provide hope for the critically endangered species, as well as 16 hours of content for Joe Rogan's podcast. He, we, <laughs> we could talk about that for days. Yo, have you ever reintroduced an endangered species into the wild while on DMT? <laughs> This just in, a female Danish radio journalist interviewed a man while having sex with him at a swingers club, more to come at 7 and 7.15 and maybe 7.45 if they can find some (laughs) Viagra. Smooth, Armando, smooth. (sighs) Uh, West Virginia, this is true, I still can't believe this is true, West Virginia will be giving away guns as an incentive to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Not to be outdone, Boulder, Colorado will hand out combo packs of sandals and wool socks. Nice. Arizona is refurbishing its gas chamber to prepare for executions in the most depressing episode of Property Brothers to date. Spain introduces, quote, accidentally racist skin tone stamps where the lighter stamps are worth more than the darker ones. Experts agree this is the worst case of accidental racism since my third grade report on a river in West Africa. <laughs> it looks, you know, sometimes when you're in third grade you don't know if it's supposed to be a gh or a j sound and you make an accidental racism mistake. <laughs> Sorry my bad. I thought you were leaning towards like the hard r or something. I never mind. Never my my mind somewhere else. Never mind. London No, per- no, that's your mind was correct. Yeah. You, you know the the river the, there's the the Niger River. Oh. So, oh. <laughs> okay, now it makes sense. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm slow right now. London police seized $7 million after spotting a man struggling to carry bags stuffed with cash. Despite being arrested, the man seemed to think the risk has been worth it, saying, there was no way I was going to take two trips. That's guy stuff. I figure we have a little palate cleanser joke after the the, the Niger River, depending on how that went over. <laughs> like, it's like, so if someone gets mad at me, quick, distract them with the, the, the simplest, least offensive joke in the whole thing. So that was degenerate news. Next up, let's go to our larger weekly news story. As always, it's, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. You know, sometimes when we're looking for Reddit questions and things like that, we're like, oh, we can't find anything. And every time we're like, is something batshit crazy going on in Florida? There's like 15 articles to choose from. So what is going on this week? In Florida. This week in Florida, man, our favorite superhero. Florida dad hurls infant at officers in getaway attempt after high-speed chase. A newly released video shows a man who led police on a high-speed chase in Florida trying to avoid capture by tossing his two-month-old baby at officers. A deputy managed to catch the infant while the suspect momentarily escaped before being (laughs) captured later. Oh my, I, I actually haven't watched the video. So so first of all, to me, this sounds like um, just giving a child up for adoption, Florida style. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> we, we, we could do, take him to the orphanage. We could fill out some paperwork. Nope. High speed chase hurling him at a police officer, Florida style. I thought, first of all, I thought, not the baby. That's my first, the first uh, visual I had when uh, when the you know dad tossed him to the cop. Oh, that's a callback. That's from uh, TGI Fridays, eh? Is that? I think so. The, the dinosaur family, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that's what that came from. Yeah, that is that is from uh, the dinosaurs movie. But I was also yeah, you're right. I was also thinking of see. I have all my references all cross fucked right now. I was thinking of that, and I was also thinking of uh, Ike from South Park. Kick the baby. Kick the baby. Yeah, that's yeah. that one. See, so I I kind of stumbled, but they both make sense. Well, I think I think actually what you're going for makes more sense because if you remember, they were all sort of like Jim Henson esque puppets in that show. Like the dinosaurs were. So I don't think they ever actually threw him. Whereas in in South Park, uh, it's shitty animation, but it's animation. So they could have little baby Ike flying through the air. Is this a a way to get out of paying for uh, child support? (laughs) (laughs) Here, you take him. I don't want him. I don't know if you have to pay child support if you're incarcerated. Probably. This this guy might have found a a life hack to the, the legal system there, sort of. So, so what happened next? So the incident occurred on May 26th in Vero Beach, Florida, when Indian River County deputies tried to pull over a white Nissan Rogue for a traffic infraction and of failing to maintain a lane. Rather than pulling over, the driver of the vehicle sped off. The suspect, identified as 32-year-old John Henry James III, kept driving towards the nearby community of Gifford, despite multiple attempts by police to get him to pull over. The case report described that multiple deputies made pursuit of James and a helicopter assisted with tracking his location. I wow. S- I, swear. I wonder how old this kid was, too. Like, what if that's your first memory? Two months old. Oh, two months. Yeah. Now, unless he has some sort of crazy memory, hopefully he doesn't remember this. He'll, he will have emotional scars where he is a nightmare when he's like, you know, 16 about a, a helicopter chasing him and he doesn't know why. I don't know cuz when do you really develop your first memories? Like is it not not, not till you're like a couple years old that you start like retaining memories? I, I mean I think my first ones where I can remember multiple memories were from about 3 3 years old. Yeah. Okay. Three so 2 months three. old, eh they won't remember. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, probably not, but that might get lodged down there in the subconscious. Like right? a, and he just always freaks out when he sees helicopters from now on. That or like they're like they're like thrill seekers. They like fucking skydiving and shit or something, like some conscious it's, thing. This, this, this actually is the origin story of Donald Cerrone, the, the UFC fighter. Right. <laughs> like this, this, was, this was how uh, he met his adopted father, and he was in the high-speed chase, and the, the cop that caught him was like, you know what? I like this little guy. He's got spirit. And that's, uh, that was how Donald Cerrone except, came into this world. Except for his grandmother. That's why he loves his grandmother. His grandmother was a cop. His grandmother was a cop, and she's the one that caught him. We're filling it, you know. And you know what? Props to that fucking cop. Like, if if your heart's all jacked up and you are on a high speed chase, you are probably not expecting someone to throw a baby at you. Yeah. So, like, this guy had the presence of mind to see the baby. You know, he's like, "Don't take your off the baby. Don't take your off the baby. All right, now you just gotta, you just gotta look him into your glove." (laughs) <laughs> James drove his SUV to an apartment complex and bailed from the vehicle holding a small child by its arm. The 2-month-old child was later identified as James's son and police confirmed he had been in the vehicle with James during the entire chase while he drove in a reckless manner to avoid apprehension. I'm wondering <laughs> I'm wondering how he threw the baby. Did he just like like two handed, like kind of like grandma style throw him, or did he throw him like a frisbee, like Captain America or something? I, I think I think overhead soccer throwing style, <laughs> <laughs> like throwing it in from the out of bounds. Just launched it exactly because I mean, what? How, how much is a two month old baby? What like nine pounds? Um, when they're born, they can be like seven to eight pounds usually, right? Yeah, I think a like a quote unquote healthy baby is six to 10 pounds I, If I, You could have A fat baby And it'll be heavier You could have Like a premature And it'll weigh Like a pound But I think Your, your average baby's in that kind of range You know So probably what He probably did do it Like basketball Chess pass style <laughs> like, like Here you go LeBron Take the rock Boom Except the rock Was his child And LeBron Was the arresting officer I wonder what The baby's name is I don't know What would you name This kid <laughs> I don't know I'm trying to think Like uh, Chuck Chuck <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, but little baby Chuck, get it, get, get it, because uh-huh. he's like, that's what my daddy did to me. That's awesome. Um, Is that just, the end of the story? No, there's more crap. But a lot of times these articles are just shit. I'm gonna cut all this. Yeah, gonna, just read the last last sentence where they wrap it up. Last paragraph even. You can't throw a baby at us and expect us to treat you with kid gloves. Indian River <laughs> County Sheriff Eric Flowers said in a statement, "James is medically cleared from the hospital on June 1st and is currently being held without bond." According to NBC local affiliate, blah 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 blah. The infant was not hurt. Good for that baby. Jesus, <laughs> the baby's name was Chuck. That was the best part. Baby Chuck. Yep. Or Charles. Maybe the baby's name was Charles, but now he's, now he's going to have to go by Chuck. That's it. That's his. He's going to be his permanent nickname. I'm incredibly amused by that officer's phrasing. It's like we're not going to treat you with kid gloves. I mean, maybe when we catch the baby, then we'll use the kid gloves. <laughs> Once we catch the baby, then the kid gloves come off. I want. Yeah, is it like a catcher's mitt? Is it like an extra big, wide glove, especially made for catching babies? That's that's how I envisioned it. We are going to move on to our wonderful, wonderful segment of Ask Reddit. Ask Reddit question number one: What is far deadlier than most people realize? And it has question or quotation marks. Serious, serious replies only. I don't know. Did, uh, did you have one? I was gonna say sugar. I mean, but again, it is it is kind of more on the serious. But yeah, sugar fucks people up more than than they than they realize. Like like high sugar content foods, you know, sugary drinks, soda, all this stuff leads to diabetes and all this other you know health crap. And, and people well, are just like it used to be. You know, just put some fucking sugar in your tea or sugar in your cereal or, you know, it, it was kind of like no big deal. Oh, let me let me back you up on this one. I've got all kinds of things I can add to that. So first, do you know, Armando, degenerates, you can play along at home. Do you know what the number one leading cause of death in the United States? And I'm going to give you a hint. Higher than COVID, higher than guns, higher than all that. You, you know what it is? Yeah, I think we. you and I may have talked about this long ago off air. I, is it? It's. Heart disease, yeah? Correct. Okay, cool. So, like, more than half a million people die of heart disease a year, and if, yes, it's like, sugar and everything, that will turn into, like, fatty tissue in your arteries and give you a f- major heart attack. When we were kids, my folks, you know, worked normal work hours, and they dumped me off at my grandparents to, like, babysit me for the wee morning hours until I got into the school bus or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, breakfast was, if it wasn't, like, eggs and something, like, like something relatively healthy, it was a bowl of uh, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, so they already have sugar. And then th- my grandma would a, would allow me to get like another spoon or two full of sugar and oh put it in it. So it was just like drinking sugar. But when you're a kid, you're like, yay, sugar! Yeah, and then when you're an adult... Candy for breakfast. Yeah, and then when you're an adult, you're like, fuck that shit. And I'll, this is the other part that I'll, I'll, I will add. Because uh, a lot of people are like, oh, I should be able to just stop eating sugar. So if you do end up on a sugary diet, I mean, un- understand, like... That it's not your fault, and it will be difficult to kick because one, they've done studies where people's like they're actually uh, you know putting electrodes and and mapping brain activity for people, and they <laughs> basically the activity that your brain has is virtually the same when you eat a bunch of sugar as when you're taking cocaine. Oh shit! So it's like as addictive as as coke, and then the second part is. You can develop, uh, like you, everybody has, has uh, bacteria, like this in your, your gut, like in your stomach. You have this whole little world going on inside your tummy. And if you start eating a bunch of sugar, you're going to start developing more uh, bacteria that will actually make you crave sugar because that's what they feed on. So you'll get cravings and it and you'll be like, oh, I just want sugar, but it's really the little fuckers living in your stomach, gang. Feed me more, what was it, frosted flakes with <laughs> it? Was, spoon spoonfuls of sugar. Yeah. Just a spoonful of sugar makes the frosted flakes go down. Did did you have an answer for what is far deadlier than most people realize? I did. This is a crazy one. Water. Water? Water. So not so people are like, yeah, obviously you drown in water. Like uh tidal waves are bad, like yeah, oh, oh, I understand that. No, but but even you have to be a little bit aware, even if you're just drinking water, uh, because water intoxication is a real thing. It can completely fuck up your electrolyte balance if you're drinking too much. So uh, especially if, if you're doing more like endurance type stuff, you know, you're on, on long runs, maybe uh, a crazy hike because someone took a wrong turn by accident, whatever. <laughs> you know, It's real hot. You're sweating a lot. It, just just drinking a ton of water can be problematic because all your electrolyte content gets out. And uh, it can it can cause problems that are either mild to life-threatening. And I do have a story about that. You want to hear the story? Yeah, I was going to ask you, have you ever experienced it? Yes. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> when I was a senior in high school I was and I was wrestling, I kind of checked out on wrestling. I was a little, little bit of a slacker at that point because I'd had a really bad weight cut two years prior and I just did not feel like having to starve myself and go hungry and cut weight and do all that shit. And my senior year, I was like, fuck it. Like I'm not doing conditioning really, you know, on my own. I'm not going to go run 10 miles at at middle of the night, any of this bullshit. I will wrestle heavyweight, which was fine. But the problem was that the, the, there was a heavyweight minimum where you had to weigh at least 189 pounds. And if you didn't weigh that much, you couldn't, you couldn't wrestle. And, like, normally I weighed, like, around 185 just naturally. And then <laughs> then this is the problem. Ha- halfway through the season, they would give you an extra two pounds because, because you know, like, oh, kids are growing, you know. So, so someone who, who could reasonably weigh in at, you know, 189 halfway through, the, you know, in the beginning of the season, they might need 191 pounds to comfortably make weight. So you had to keep putting on more weight yeah. at the, just to meet the minimum. Yeah. Oh shit. Exactly. So like, instead of having to weigh in at 191 pounds, it went from 100 uh, or sorry, 189 pounds. It went from 189 to 191, and then this second day of the se- of the district tournament, I had to weigh in 192. So I was just drinking water and water and water, and I remember I, th- I must have drank like three gallons of water. And you could, I couldn't pee it out or anything. Cause then I'd be losing weight. I, <laughs> I go in, this is, this is more in you know, the morning of districts. I'd already drank you know, like two plus gallons of water and I, I weigh in and I'm just light. And the guy's like, okay, you're going to have to, you can weigh in again, but you're going to have to weigh in with no, no underwear, like buck naked. God fucking damn it. So (laughs) my stomach is bulging. Like, have you ever seen those cartoons where there's like a boat and there's like leaks springing out and water? That's what I felt like. And so I'm like, all right, like, fuck. So I I I tell this guy, you need to get ready to weigh me in immediately. And he's like, what? I'm like, just, okay. So I'm standing next to the scale in my underwear. I've got like a half gallon of water left and just chug it. Like I could feel like, I feel like one of those like, uh, like, uh, Sally Struthers, African Kids with the Distended Belly. I'm just drinking all of it. I'm like, R-r-r! and i just holding my hand over my mouth. I jump on the scale, you know, butt naked. He weighs me real quick. I'm like, and he goes, okay, you made it. And I jump off. I run as fast as I can to the, the toilet. And all this guy heard was, oh, so you threw up. You didn't, oh, just gallons of water. I thought you were, I thought you like holding in the piss. No, I mean, I was holding in everything. The problem was i did not wrestle very well that day because i felt i mean i don't i guess i had probably had been drunk by that point but like i felt drunk basically like like, like my head was swimming like i was really lethargic you know and that wasn't even with with having my electrolytes depleted or anything like that that was just from basically drinking three gallons of water in one sitting and i even probably puked up a gallon plus of it Ugh, gross do you think then, like UFC fighters that cut, because they used to be able to to rehydrate, replenish with IVs, and then, you know, you thought I was like no more IVs, mm-hmm. but people still cut a shitload of weight, yeah. and then, and then immediately after, they're trying to put on some of that weight or some of the nutrient. Um, do you think? Do you think that it's almost? Do you think that some guys run into that too, trying to rehydrate, like drinking a shitload of water? And- a hundred percent. I mean, hmm. so so they do have the benefit. They're they're weighing in the day before, and usually it's like the morning before competition. So they're going to weigh in Friday morning, and then they're not fighting until Saturday night. Yeah. So they should be able to kind of slowly put that back on. But no, some guys definitely fucked that up, and that's one thing. I think fans just don't think about. Like they see a fighter come out and they're like lethargic and they don't look good, and they're like, "Oh, their conditioning sucked. They must not have tried." It's like, no, it it could be that, but it, their weight cut just could have been screwed up. Maybe their weight cut was great, and their their rehydration process was a little bit off, and they're just out of it. Like there's a lot of factors besides you know, a fighter's ability and the effort they put in in camp that that could affect their fight performance. Uh, Let me read some of the answers to it on Reddit. TJ Ferguson writes, trucker here. I've had two blood clots in my legs from driving long distances and having my leg pressed against the corner of the seat for hours on end. One almost killed me. Apparently, it's very common with truckers. You're supposed to stop and walk around every hour and a half to keep things circulating, which almost nobody does due to time constraints. Have you ever, have you ever taken a shit and you're like sitting on the bowl for like a little too long and then you get up and your legs asleep? Not usually, but yes, that, has <laughs> that happens to be like all the time. <laughs> I'm like, Cause I'll get on the, I'll get on the shitter and like I'll fucking watch a YouTube video and then like I'll fucking watch some music videos and I'll watch like whatever, like whatever video feeds I subscribe to, I'll watch a video there and I'm like, do, 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 do. And I get up, I'm like, Oh, fucking sleep. Oh shit. Doctor. How did Armando die? It's like, well, he was on the toilet and he was watching a really good Netflix series <laughs> and got carried away. <laughs> uh, Died of a blood clot. User Shaggy Schwaggy writes grapefruit juice interacts with a lot of medications and can be very harmful to you depending on the medications you take. I didn't know that. Jesus, I didn't know that either. I don't drink grapefruit juice anyway, so I'm I'm cool there. And I don't take medications. I like this question is the get paranoid about everything question, right? (laughs) What's gonna kill you? I don't know. Grapefruit juice, water. Grapefruit juice, it's water and sugar mixed together. It's like it's just gonna destroy you instantly. User uh, Bravo Sarah writes: Smoke. It's not only the fire that could kill you, and there is a very good reason why you're taught to stay low, escaping a fire. Yeah, buddy, we know. The smoke is a hot gas layer that can melt your face off. Uh huh. Yeah, smoke inhalation is, is a problem. You know what? That's one where if someone doesn't know that, then you know what? maybe we're just we're just cleaning up the gene pool a little bit. Check this one out. A little survival of the fit is still working. Willow Dove one writes: Essential oils do not put them in your food. They are not made to be food safe. <laughs> Apparently, some people (laughs) thought, let's put some essential oils in our food. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's that's another another one where, like, you know what? Let's just not put that on the warning label and let nature work itself out. I love it how sometimes, like, you, like, think some things are obvious, and then you're like, oh, wait, there are dummies out there. As I was saying that, though, to be honest, I was like, well, I wonder if you could put, like, a peppermint essential oil. Obviously, some of them you shouldn't put on, but, you know, you can eat oil and you can eat peppermint. Why can't you eat peppermint oil? I don't I, i'm not a chemist or a biologist so i don't have the answer to it but i don't think it's a good idea to do it anyways if it's not supposed to be consumed as food i don't think you should try it don't worry jordan i'm gonna i'm gonna experiment that on your behalf and i'll tell you how it works out next week uh, or i won't <laughs> <laughs> or, or this will now be the armando podcast uh ask Reddit question number two what if you could check out animals out of the zoo like you do books out of the library this is a silly question. It is. <laughs> Very silly. Uh, I feel like most people are going to go for exotic animals. Like, if this was a real thing, uh, Florida for sure It would be like, yes, we can finally get a of a tiger. Uh, we can be like our, our hero from, I never actually watched, uh, what was it called? Tiger King. Tiger King. Mm-hmm. I but did. Twice. It was awesome. But they could emulate their Tiger King hero. And then... The amount of tiger-related deaths in Florida would go up substantially, except I feel like there's already probably a lot of tiger-related deaths in Florida. I, I would go for something more practical. Like personally. what? Like what? I, I got a big fuck-all yard. Okay. Um, and, you know, it, right now we've actually paid a guy to come and mow it a couple times. I would get some sort of, like, rare mountain goat and just let that fucker loose and be like, you know— Okay, we want you to do the edging here now, go. We want you to get this part trimmed up. Stay away from those flowers, you little fucker. You know, uh maybe we could teach Finn, my dog, to to herd him away. And yeah, just like let let him uh, you know, pay the pay the goat 50 bucks an hour to go do some yard work for us. And then and my dog would have a friend to play with in the process. <laughs> I've, I, I, like any dumb little kid, I've always wanted a monkey, but I couldn't get a real monkey because a monkey would fuck me up. It'd have to be like one of the tinier, like, species, I I don't know species off the top of my head, well, but something that you can, like, kind of use as, like, a little backpack. Yeah, so I think, you I think you would be okay with a monkey. I think you don't want an ape, is what you're saying. Okay, sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know all the, yeah. Or, or orangutans, apes, eat. uh I don't want an orangutan. Those fuckers are huge. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because, like, like uh, you know, gorillas and everything, those are, those are great apes. Those are the big guys. But, like, you, you want, like, a little spider monkey. Yeah, a little spider monkey. A little guy that like, just, you know, give him a little banana or something. And, like, he could just hang out be my little my little buddy. Take him around everywhere. And girls would be like, oh, my God, he's so cute. me me suck your dick. I'm like, uh, okay. Monkey, go away. That's what I would do. That's, that, that's the end game of getting the monkey. Yeah, fuck yeah. It would be... Oh, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm going Yes, and you, I will also get a spider monkey, and I'm gonna show up at uh, Dan Henderson's gym, and there's, there's uh, a UFC ah. fighter there named Ashley Yoder, mm. who her her, <laughs> her cage name is Spider. Her cage name is very confusing because they couldn't figure out if they wanted to be monkey related or Star Wars related, and they kind of went for both. So it's it's Spider Monkey Yoda, where it's it's again a little confusing, but but will be like, look, Ashley, I got a spider monkey. And then I, I don't feel like that would lead uh, into the, 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 what did you say? Uh, to intimate relations? No, it wouldn't. Probably not. No. But I think she'd be like, oh, it's a spider monkey. Okay. Here's a, here's a signed picture. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ashley, Yoda. Um, uh, I'll uh, take it. <laughs> that is unless you tell her that your spider monkey is named Yoda. What if what if I, I bring the spider monkey in and it's dressed up in like the little Yoda like the ba- garb like the baby Yoda it, it's holding a little monkey sized lightsaber yeah and be like look Ashley I got a gift for you now suck it she's like uh, she's like well I do have a lot of respect for myself as a woman I'm you know strong I can fight I have a boyfriend but oh my God you brought a a baby baby spider monkey dressed as a Star Wars character I'm a helpless. To your charms now. <laughs> yeah, that's that you know what? We're going to say that's how it play out. I changed my mind. I don't want this stupid fucking goat. We've hit on something much better, Armando. You're a genius. I know, I know. I I don't know. I I would I would want like a cool majestic animal. Most of those big animals are like kind of goofy clumps and you can't really take anywhere. Like I'd want to take like a like a like a pet elephant, like a like a well, you've seen those well-trained elephants uh-huh. like on a chain and just walk them around. You could like you know, give me a high five with this trunk and shit like that, like little pet tricks like that. Be ooh, cool. You know what we could do? We could get several elephants and teach them how to paint. This is a real thing, by the way. You can buy paintings that are made by elephants because their they're, uh, their trunks are like dexterous enough where they can actually hold a brush and they can paint. And I, th- I think that, I can't remember if this is in India or China. It's got to be one of the two. They've actually taught elephants to paint like uh, landscapes. Huh. I don't know if the elephants understand. Oh, this represents, you know, what I'm seeing, or they just figured out. Oh, they want me to make these sort of shapes, yeah. but they're like, they're like sweatshop elephants turning out paintings. But we could, we could be more humane. We can, we could teach them uh, a better creative process. We'd show them like Georgia O'Keeffe paintings and be like, all right, elephant, you can obviously do this. Uh-huh. So it, we, we, we uh, have just elephant jo- vagina paintings out Whoa. in the world. Well, no, did, oh, I forgot. You don't know yeah i don't know art name georgia o'keefe uh her her paintings are all floral you know they're flowers Uh but when you look at them you're like oh i see what you're really painting georgia o'keefe you cheeky devil not well not really cheeky more lippy devil Uh Uh, (laughs) i get it i came up with that like see i'm branching out armando that was a vagina joke not a dick joke becoming more (laughs) equal opportunity but yeah, that's you know what we keep we keep getting better and better ideas with this. I think that's it. I think the final answer: we start an elephant painting sweatshop, and uh, we're, you know we're selling, we're teaching them how to to paint facsimiles of famous painters, and we sell them for like twenty grand each. Word, become, become rich off of our elephant paintings. What would you name your elephant? I wanted to say Stampy, but I feel like that's from some cartoon I saw as a kid. Stampy? Yeah. Hmm. Oh no, that is that is it's from The Simpsons. Oh, I thought you were going with like Ren and Stimpy. Like Stimpy? No, I can't remember when, but I know there, there was a elephant on The Simpsons and Bart's like, I'm going to name him Stampy. Oh, well, that was a good name. I don't think I have a name yet for one. I, I, could, I could come up with one at a later date. Once I secure my elephant, I'll come up with a cool name. Holy shit, Mondo, you could buy an elephant painting on Etsy for only $500. Jesus fucking dumb shit, motherfuckers. Did uh kind of quick tangent. Did you see this article about a guy that sold an invisible sculpture for like 10 grand or some stupid shit? Look at that shit. <laughs> yeah, it was $19,000. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Um you know what? Apparently there's some people who have so much money that they just don't know what to do with it and yeah. I think we need to somehow make uh, donating to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a viable alternative to invisible paintings. Yeah, 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 for sure. We sh- hey, we we should do one of those uh uh go not GoFundmes those ones where they the, the people subscribe and they pay a little extra to their what are those called Patreon Patreon. We should do a Patreon. Maybe get like ten bucks a year <laughs> from from our mass we, following. We could get ten dollars a year. Holy shit! Fuck yeah! Lunch lunch on the degenerates. We're sw- swimming in it. We could we could use that to. Uh, after, after a half a decade, we could finance uh, – Armando had an idea that we would go uh, do something, some sort of experience that would be $50 or under, and we could maybe record uh, remotely while we were there, get some audio, come back, kind of talk about the experience, and that could be a podcast unto itself, like an episode. So, yeah, and in, in, in half a decade, we would have enough to finance one of those trips. <laughs> uh, user It's Only Monty replies i'd have a whole bunch of late fees that'd be true i think most people would be like look i got a fucking zoo animal i forgot to take it back yeah mm-hmm. we, we would be like fuck we got this elephant commission that has to get in the elephant is being cranky it doesn't want to work like we had to keep him a couple extra days you know the best thing about elephants the painting what's that they work for peanuts <laughs> you dick <laughs> you son of a bitch i, I stole that from roger rabbit uh, user paleo 2002 writes a capybara they're so friendly and chill would love to just hang out with one for a day oh yeah those, they do look chill what's a capybara it's like a giant hamster it's like oh. if you had a hamster that was the size of a great dane hmm i like great danes uh road trip user road trip dash any writes koala late fees yeah, yeah. they've got chlamydia a pass or syphilis—it's one of them. They have somehow koalas have uh, some sort of human uh, sexually transmitted disease, and Australians—you know what? We're not going to ask how the koalas got syphilis, Australia. That's between you and the koalas. But I'm just going to ask that if you are—maybe there is some sort of Australian program where you guys can check out wildlife. I'm going to ask you guys to just behave yourselves a little bit better than you have been, in Australia. I'm disappointed in you. That's all I have to say about that. I'm looking through some of the other answers, and they would—they're all kind of dumb. One one user, Chet Chet Armstrong writes, "I would bring a silverback gorilla to work." Yeah, and then he fucking dismembers you for whatever. Mm-hmm. Not giving him a cookie. Maybe he hates his bosses. <laughs> True. <laughs> Fuck. I'm I'm going out on my shield at work, taking everybody with me. That's enough for Ask Reddit. Question number two. That was question number two. Yep. Uh so we just had a UFC event last night that was kind of, you know, I didn't wasn't you know, you and I watched it. It was sort of Yeah, exactly. That's but that puts it exactly. We we sort of watched it. I was kind of sort of also grilling, so I was only kind of paying attention um per, uh, peripherally. But this weekend UFC 263, um three good fights on there that I'm for sure going to be one. I mean, I'm going to watch the entire card, let's be real, but the three cards or the three main fights on that card are pretty damn good wouldn't you you say uh sort of not not really kind of i i think i think because you already in your your mind you already look at the fights and like you already say okay there's no possible other outcome but this as the result and that's why you're not drawn to it but i i am drawn that's patently untrue but continue okay so then what makes you not interested in the fights so just to be clear, in in any UFC fight, there's always a probability that something crazy is going to happen. There's going to be some, you know, misdirection. There's going to be uh, a punch that lands that that changes the course of the fight. That's you know, let me let me do my impression of uh, every single commentator and analyst. Well, uh, it's the UFC, and anything can happen. It's like yeah, we know, okay, anything can happen, but. Two two of the three fights that you're talking about, I'm assuming, are are rematches, mm-hmm. and you so you already kind of know what the dynamic is going to be, sort of, but you, you you do, and there can be some wrinkles and tweaks to that. One guy might have improved more than the other, but both of those fights didn't happen that long ago, so it's it's not going to be drastically different. And it, to, so to me, it's not as interesting. It's like yeah, maybe one fighter can make just enough changes to to shift the dynamic but i'm like ah we, we we saw them already it doesn't particularly interest me and then in the, the one that I, I it would be really surprising to me if if uh something different happened is is leon edwards versus nate diaz nate diaz is great in the way he's promoted himself and he's a very good fighter for sure but like he's just much worse than leon edwards and i, I seeing Nate is with all of his scar tissue open and his face bloody and him going, yeah, come on, hit me. He's like, it's, there's something kind of cool about that, but then he's just going to keep getting hit. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, Leon Edwards is so close to a title shot. He's going to, I mean, he, he's a very technical, uh, well-rounded fighter, and he's not going to do something sloppy, stupid, uh, big, you know, uh, flashy and or risky to lose that uh he's gonna try to i think he's gonna try to finish him but you know he's gonna be smart about it he's not gonna put himself in high risk situations um and just kind of you know avoid you know nate diaz's pitter patter one thing that a lot of fighters that fight nate fail to do very few remember to do it is take his fucking front leg out the guy has his like his stance is so wide and his front leg is just there for someone to just calf kick it to shit and um I think there was only one fight where someone successfully did that like over and over and over. Oh, there, again. there's been a bunch of fights. But the one that I'm thinking I think Con- was Connor did it. Ben- Benson Henderson did it. There's there's been multiple people. The, the one that I'm thinking of is a, a, a Stephen Punk Thompson, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's the one guy that was like, oh shit, that's how you really fuck Nate up, and then he just clobbered his front leg out. And but yeah, other guys have. Benson Henderson was the, the first to really do. It. I I did a breakdown on the Diaz uh, back when I was making videos for my Instagram channel, mm. and like I had clips of Benson Henderson just kicking his leg over and over and over again. He all, and then the, also, if you can wrestle Nate, like, and you're a good wrestler who's not gonna get caught in an easy submission, like those are his two weaknesses because he is very easy to take down, and he's he's dangerous off of his back. If you at least are competent at Jiu-Jitsu, if you have top position, it's just very easy to defend submissions when there's not a gi and you're kind of sweaty. Yeah, there's always the whole, you know, Nate's very durable uh, aspect to it, but I don't know. I, I, do you think Leon finishes Nate? I mean, I, I, I agree with you that I think Leon has very few ways to lose this fight. Do, do you think that Leon can finish Nate? Uh, or is he going to just, like, beat him up over the course of I, three rounds? I think he can. Nate's such a tough guy that in a three-round fight, I, I would – if if it was – does Nate get finished or not finished? I would always bet that Nate makes it three rounds because he's so durable. He's so tough. Like, that's why fans love him. They're like, oh, he's a warrior. We'll always rep D. Well, that, and that's completely separate. But, like, I, I think Nate is so gritty that he can make it through even if he's getting the shit kicked out of him. Have we ever – I can't remember. Have we ever seen Leon on the ground, whether on his back or on top, like – yeah, he's a good wrestler. Okay. Like, surprisingly uh, good for someone from the uh, UK. Like, he's just good all around, which yeah. really... A lot of people don't know him. They haven't seen a lot of his older fights. Because even even when he started climbing the rankings, people were like, who the fuck is Leon Edwards? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so they certainly weren't watching his earlier ones. But yeah, he, he you know what? He kind of reminds me in a way... I don't think he's as good, but um, kind of, of uh, Bobby Knuckles... You think so? Just in the terms of like, he, he, he's definitely a striker. That's what he wants to do first and foremost. But his wrestling is is so good. And it's almost the point where I think it's kind of uh, undervalued. So, I mean, yeah, I know Lena Edwards has at least one or two uh, submission submission wins. And I think his maybe his only loss in the UFC was to Kamaru Usman. He might have had one, one other really early in his career. But, yeah, he, he's good. He's a good wrestler. Alright, I don't know if we want to spend more time with that one, but the other fight, or the, the second fight, the the co-main event, if you want to call it that, uh, Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Babyface Assassin Moreno Part 2. What, what, uh, see, I really enjoyed the first fight, I you know i want as much as i wanted brandon to win that fight Mm -hmm. going into it i was like yeah his chances are slim and none i I just thought davidson was just such a fucking killer monster Mm -hmm. that he was just gonna piece up brandon and then that was gonna be it that's just how the fight was in the end but moreno put a pretty valiant effort and and you know did he win i i could have been could have been uh you know i wouldn't say a robbery but i think Brandon could have gotten a W on that first fight. I think had the, uh, you know, the judges could have gone either way. I think it was close. I mean, if they're in Texas, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, even even I, I'm just saying like Moreno put more of a, of a of an effort and more of a an outing than people anticipated, and it made it for a very fantastic fight. I think even surprised uh, uh, Davison to be honest. That's a fight where that that did not happen that long ago. And the dynamic really just isn't going to change in terms of their skill set. Like, there just isn't enough time for them to make anything other than small adjustments. Because, I mean, that fight was December 12th, 2020. I mean, so we're only talking a few months ago. Uh, And, yeah, great fight. It's really, it's like, what small adjustments can they make? You know, I think there's always X factors. Like, uh, Figueredo is huge for that weight class. So maybe he has a really bad weight cut. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's things like that that come into play. Didn't he miss weight like before he was champ? Yes. Like, when he was kind of up and coming, didn't he wish, miss weight a lot? Like, well, so pretty e- even before that, because if you remember, he he had to fight Joe uh, Benavides twice. Oh, that's right. The first time he beat him, but he he missed weight exactly. So it made it not a championship. And then they rematched them. And yeah. He made weight and demolished him even faster. Yeah, ripped to Joe B. Joby, you you're great. We love you. I'm sorry you never got to be champion. So good. Your wife's kind of getting a little bit older, but she's still hot. She's a very good journalist. I didn't mean to objectify. Her. I'm sorry, Joe B. Sorry, I just had a, that was just a B. That was just a moment. We have a little side. Maybe it's the Latin, uh, uh, the Hispanic in me that really wants Moreno to. I wouldn't say piece him up, but find a way to 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 submit him or finish him and and uh, and get that W. That one was a much closer fight than people thought. Like, they could really, you know, like I said, they can't make huge adjustments. There's not going to be changes to their skill set or anything like that, but sure, he can could, he could make some small adjustments and that's big enough of a difference for him to win. To me, I'm always interested in seeing like, oh, how are these two styles going to, clash against each other like what's going to be the, the the dynamic of the fight like maybe it's it's interesting oh i think this guy's got really good grappling but it actually doesn't end up working out because of a different part of the other guy's skill set so i don't see any surprises like that in that fight so for me who's, who's more like a technique nerd if, if you will the fight's not that that interesting because i'm like eh, maybe moreno can make enough differences but it's still going to be pretty much the same fight where one guy does something a little bit better than he did in the first okay, fight. Okay, then let me ask you this. Did you enjoy the first fight? You know what? It wasn't, it wasn't one of my favorites. I don't know why. It was a great fight. Objectively, it was a great fight. For whatever reason, subjective, It could have just been that I was tired that day and I wasn't you're into it. You're a hater, dude. Objectively, it was a great fight. It was a great fight. That's why I would yep. like to watch it again. And, and yeah, you're right. Maybe they, maybe one or the other or both throw some new wrinkles in there and make it just as good as a fight as the first one. So that's why I'm like... You know, I'm, I, I I am hyped about that one and the Nate one even. You know. Yes, the main 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 fight is uh, Izzy Adesanya against Marvin Vittori part two. Another rematch. Another rematch. I don't remember the first fight. I really don't. I, I I should go go back back and watch it, but I just don't remember much about it, to be honest. Um. So do you remember the the Kevin Holland Marvin Vittori fight? Uh. Yeah. But Vittori just kind of pretty much, uh, I wouldn't say laid on top of him, but took him down, held him down, yeah. couldn't do a whole lot. And was actually getting pieced up on his feet pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was like that if Kevin Holland was a little bit better of a striker and had better takedown defense as well. So, like, Vittori still did get him down. He still did lay on him, you know, but not quite as much. And then it was even a little bit more lopsided on the feet. And it was close It was close enough where two judges scored it for Adesanya, one judge scored it for Vittori, and I remember seeing that. I'm like, "Judges, really?" And let me let me look that because that actually also might have been old enough or it wasn't under the the new scoring criteria. You, you, you didn't agree with the, the the judge that gave it to Vittori? No, I mean, and that's that's the thing is, is, I always root for grapplers. I'm always excited when I'm like, oh, "Yeah, fucking grappler, fuck up those strikers," you know. But I also am very aware of what it feels like to be in those positions. And so I know I'm like, oh, when when you know a guy's laying on top of you, eh, maybe if he's covering your stomach, it's a little bit hard to breathe. But like this, like that's not painful. That's not even that stressful if you're used to it. So I'm like, he's really not doing anything to him. He's just sort of controlling him. Whereas when if you're on the feet and you're getting bopped in the nose over and over again, like that's not fun. That's a bad time. So I I I tend to root for grapplers, but also at least in the past I kind of undervalued just having top control. But now ufc fans this is something that everyone on instagram is confused about the scoring criteria and the way they judge scoring has changed so if you are just on top of a guy you don't really get any points it's it's damage so it's like great like you have top control that should lead to you dropping elbows and punching in the face and but if you don't do that you don't score for it so it's actually really uh the, the the old term that they used for that was lay and pray. Mm-hmm. You're just laying on top of the guy, praying. Oh, I hope I win this round because the judges don't understand what this actually feels like. Lay and praying doesn't get you anywhere anymore. You have to actually do ground and pound, which Fedori did not do in the first fight. No, okay. not really. He didn't. He did not hurt him too much at all. Yeah, again, I I don't remember it unfortunately, so I don't know. Well, and I I also I think I think Adesanya has gotten much better as a grappler since then as well. But you know what I do like. So again, for me, for me, it's it's almost it's 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 not quite, but it's almost like watching a fight from the very beginning. Like it's almost like watching a fight for the first time because I didn't, I really don't remember anything of the first one. So that's gonna have that kind of uh, aspect for me to kind of watch it, that you know, tune in and and actually pay attention to it. Uh, I also like all that, like uh, the pre-fight shit talking they've been doing to each other that makes <laughs> it, it's t- it, it, okay so there, for me there's a there's sort of levels to that where if like you're just unbelievably dumb it's kind of amusing so like like uh paulo costa and israel adesanya shit talking each other to me is hilarious because uh, sonny is an okay shit talker he can he can sometimes give off that little brother who wants to play video games with you vibe where it's like all right dude just tone it down a little bit but Costa is so dumb where it's like it's amusing and Vittori's not quite as dumb as Costa where it's just unintentional comedy mm-hmm. but he's still really dumb. So it 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 it's not as entertaining for me. I think sometimes people talk sh- like okay, sometimes people talk shit or or there's like a beef and it's kind of insincere. You can tell. You can tell they're trying to sell the fight. Yes, for sure. With with these two guys, I I think they they genuinely don't like each other. Like I like I could tell Adesanya's like I'm gonna fucking kill you this time. Blah 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 blah. Like it was just you know the things that they're saying is like okay they really don't like each other. And uh, well, well, I think Vittori genuinely does not like anyone. That's true. Vittori was and I think this was in all sincerity because why else would you do this? Was trying to pick a fight with Daniel Cormier. <laughs> Was he? Yeah, Cormier said something, and then Vittori got all pissed off and was, like, talking shit to DC. And DC's like, one, I would kill you, two, I'm retired. Go away. (laughs) I don't remember that. That's interesting. Vittori is just an angry, uh, I was going to say angry little elf, but no, he's a big fucking guy. Yeah. He's, He's an angry, beefy, thick elf. Yeah, he's a big, big boy. Thick with two Cs. I, uh, I, I, huh. Yeah, Vittori Vittori does have some okay, you know, stand up, but it's I don't think it's anywhere near like uh, Izzy's no. uh, technical. You know, I just don't it's not going to So Vittori really has to like stick to his game plan and and then just use his stand up defensively if anything to get that takedown and and then do some damage, but you you said it best, like like Adesanya's grappling's gotten better. His takedown defense has always been pretty good, and it's just mm-hmm. it's like uh you know, I could only see that fight going one way, but it would still, you know, it would still be interesting to watch again because I don't remember shit from the first time. So I'd like to see what happens. Well, and and I think Vittori had to have been encouraged by watching the Adesanya blohovich fight because you know Adesanya couldn't run away with the striking that one, and then when when Jan Blahovich did take him down, he really controlled him. You know, he was on top. He like he was able to get some ground and pound in, and I think. Vittori's like looking at him like, look, I can do that. He's yeah, like, I went he's he's you know, what? I forget. he's Italian. He's an angry Italian. Who who would have ever thought of that? We we need to get a, a, a Marvin Vittori tough episode like where he's a coach and the whole thing takes place on the Jersey Shore. And he can just he can we can, he can get some of the. uh the the long Island Italians to coach one team and Marvin Vittori, the actual Italian coaches, the other team. And then they're just going crazy and clubbing. I'm I'm going to pitch that. I think, I think they need to spice up ultimate fighter, but anyhow, uh, I think the thing that Vittori is not taking into account is like one, Jan Blahovic is way, way, way better at striking than he is and more powerful. And then on top of that, he's also way bigger. We were talking about this yesterday, things like, like a butterfly guard for, for, um, you, you listeners at home or maybe, like I said, aren't like technique nerds, that's one. if you're on the bottom, if you're able to get your, your legs back and kind of get your the soles of your feet into their hips, you can actually elevate them, create space so you can get up. That that usually you should be able to do to someone who's close to your size. So I don't know if Vittori's walking around at maybe like a couple hundred pounds. Jan is a big boy. I bet that guy's 230, and that extra 30 pounds makes a big difference. Yeah. Trying to elevate, because Adesanya's not a a big middleweight. And I think for him, trying to get a a 230-pound Blachowicz off of him is going to be way, way harder than a a 200-pound angry Italian. Yeah. You know what fight I am excited? I didn't even realize this was on the card. We didn't even talk about it. Damien Maya, Bilal Muhammad. Yeah, that's the opener of the main card. Um, That's that's the only fight I'm watching. No, you're going to watch him. all these other You liar. You liar. You're just a... Poo-poo face. You're just a, you're just a uh, Debbie Downer. No, I just told you. There's, there's, and I'm gonna watch Joanne Calderwood because she's your second girlfriend. So yeah, I, I was gonna, s- I was gonna talk about that. How my ex-girlfriend is fighting, but I think Lauren Murphy should win. Lauren Murphy's pretty fucking good, and she should win. Jo- JoJo has, like, she just has not developed. Anything new in the last two, three, four? Like she's just been the same fighter. Debbie Downer. No, 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 no. I'm being honest. Like I, like as much as I want to root for JoJo, Lauren Murphy's actually pretty fucking good. Technically, you know, she's just she's just good, a, a better, I think, a better uh, all-around fighter than JoJo is. So you think you know everything that's gonna happen? Yep. You're just so down and negative. Mm-hmm. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? But see, that's also a fight we haven't seen before. But I can tell you how it's gonna happen. You know, bet on it. I am. Put put your money where your mouth is. Two two grand, Lauren Murphy. I don't do have it. two grand to do it. I don't have I don't bet insane bets the way you do. I've only did that once because, because it was a women's fight. And I'm like I, I, I feel like I feel like ninety nine out of a thousand times this fighter wins. So I will I'll put my money where my mouth is. That was one bet. And for unfortunately, the the odds makers are not that dumb anymore. Where <laughs> they would also give me good odds. So. They've gotten better. They've they've gotten more educated. Yeah, they're way better than they used to be. There's still some of those. You know, UFC has been pushing some of these. Uh, like I guess you call them uh, celebrity or high profile uh, sports betters, and they kind of they interview them and that kind of stuff. Sometimes those guys are full of shit. And they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yes, uh, I forget the guy's name. There's one guy. Stephen e. Smith. Sure. Well, no, that guy doesn't know anything about MMA. Period. But he's not really a He's not really a better. I'm talking about like the, the bet, the quote-unquote. The oh, the, bet. the Jimmy the Greek guy or whatever sure. his name is? Sure, yeah, yeah. Was, oh, what is his voice? I just remember his voice is so excruciating. Yeah. What does it sound like? It's just like, it's like high nasally. Like, Jimmy the great here. It's like, oh my God, stop. Why, why did you guys give this person a microphone? Stop it. Yeah. Get him out of here. Yeah, sometimes I feel those guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about still. But, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of quote-unquote uh, celebrity, you know, type sports better so they have to put somebody there to kind of draw attention to the fight and get some more bets in i do enjoy the fact that all these betting sites have been sending money towards ufc fighters and then the ufc fighters have to make their little i'm placing bets on my oh, yeah. dot he, yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm gonna pick so and so but the, the fun thing about that is you, <laughs> you you learn which ufc fighters have any actual concept of like what matchups are and who's good versus who Yeah. because some of them they'll give you their picks and you're like what? Yeah are, yeah yeah. Like I hope these were just people that you know and you didn't want to offend so you're like betting for your yeah, your yeah. sort of extended friends. I'm going to hope that's what it is. And then there's ones like um like I think like Aljamain Sterling actually does try to make real bets and every time he picks he's like well, and and that's this other person I'm betting against it's like he's great. He's a, he's a warrior, but uh, I think he's going to get fucked up. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just always a little worried about offending people, which, you know what, I think that's maybe a good idea if you're a 135-pounder in the UFC. You don't want to accept a, upset a big shark, and then you get, you get eaten when you're trying to weigh in or something. I don't have anything else to add to this wonderful episode, except for Bear Creek Lake was pretty cool yesterday. It wasn't as rough as Bergen Peak was, but... Uh, it was fucking hotter than it was. It was because we had no tree, no shade, or whatever. So like my like my, my the, the my dogs, my feet were killing me from the hot whatever, uh, f- ground we were walking on. And you know, yeah. But it was it was fun. It was scenic. I can't wait to go fishing out there. Do you have anything to add? Yeah. Okay. I have one thing. All right. I I pulled up Instagram just to see if I could find any of those those bet videos that I was talking about. And instead, instead, what I found was a a post from marina morose uh, a, 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 is she still a ufc fighter i don't know she hasn't fought forever but but she she is promoting her own website marina uh, with a slow motion video of her in uh what appears to be red lingerie and holding a banana <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm like you know what Mar- 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 marina morose and all of you, you ufc fighters out there struggling to get a little extra side money, a little extra side hustle. You you get that money, Marina Rose. Do what you got to do. God bless. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, listening to this week's episode. We will talk to you next week. And make sure to watch the fights. Oh, she's doing patty lips and looking at the banana. (laughs) Oh, God.